Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another Texas Homegrown Music. And my guest today is a Latin-based um, band called Viejo. Um, AJ Viejo, who has the band Vallejo and also a new project called Brody Lane, another project called Love and Chaos. This guy does it all. He's producing, he sings the front, front of some of these bands and a songwriter as well. All kinds of production work. I think you're going to really enjoy getting to know him. I know I'm going to enjoy sharing his music with you today. So I don't want to take up any more time, but I do want to sing a song from my record called Revelations. This song is called Tell Me, a song that we wrote for all you moms out there, boys. You know what it's like. It's challenging, especially when they go through that period of time where they're just, they don't want to talk about things. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I had a really hard time getting my oldest son to talk when he was a teenager. So we just wrote a song about it. <laughs> Here you go. It's called Tell Me, and I'll be right back with my friend, AJ Viejo.
Well, here we are with AJ Vallejo. Is that how I say it? Uh, it's Vallejo, Vallejo, tomato, tomato, whatever, whatever works for you. <laughs> uh, you know, Vallejo is kind of what the Anglo term, and then Vallejo is, uh, you know, obviously what the actual pronunciation, the actual, actual Spanish pronunciation. So. <laughs> yeah. you know, Vallejo makes in Texas. It's it's kind of like um, I don't know if you're familiar with a like Austin, Texas, where they are. Uh, you know, it's like a you know. Guadalupe or Guadalupe or Manchaca or Manchaca. You know what I, mean? I know. Well, that's why I figure I would ask you because you're going to give me the exact pronunciation yeah, before we, these Texans ruin it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the Texans, they got to anglicize everything. They even, they, they even made a food called Tex-Mex. They were like, we're going to make our own Mexican food. <laughs> exactly. But um, it's all good. We, you know, um, it's exactly. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show, AJ, because I... I'm so impressed. I mean, dude, what don't you do? I, I don't know. I, I, it really dishes? From, yeah, yeah. I don't do the dishes. <laughs> uh, the, it really comes from just probably just a bit of ADD, but uh, I think also just um, when we were younger, uh, we being kind of, of a Latin descent, but at the same time, we're ultimately American. We were raised in Alabama. My dad transferred, had a job uh, to go work. For Jack Nicholas, who's you know the golfer, his to open up his uh, country club out in Alabama. So uh, he, my da- he was dad a golfer. No, my dad is actually de- is, is is a chef and catering, and he he does all the uh, you know he does service industry ser- service industry right. Okay. And uh, he was he was um, hired to uh, be the to run the country club for Jack Nicholas's golf course, Pine Tree Country Club in in uh, Alabama. And uh, so we got stuck with this, you know, moving over there. Uh, we lived in El Campo, Texas, uh, and we moved there at the age of nine. And, Would you say uh, we? Let people know who we're talking about. My family, my brothers, yeah. The you brothers, the Vallejo family, my mom and dad, and my sister. Uh, and we moved uh, since I was like nine years old all the way till about uh, mid-20s. Uh, we, we lived in Alabama. That's where I got stuck with this accent. <laughs> but, um, the, uh, so, yeah, we're definitely raised American, but of Latin descent, um, kind of you know it's just been kind of a cool it's and then we moved back to texas and fell in love with the awesome music scene and um yeah did texas your parents were, um keep you bilingual yes they did yeah mm-hmm. we speak i mean I, I speak spanish but my spanish is not that great because if you don't practice it and talk a lot of it so you know but my mom she's not with us you anymore can- but she would only she would speak only in Spanish. So we had to speak back to her in Spanish. So I think since he's been gone, we, we don't really get to practice it that much. <laughs> so, but I mean, well, I it's speak, a real advantage. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. It's a real advantage to be bilingual these days. Yeah, I mean, Texas, truly. Yeah, we're all bilingual. Uh, my sister, my brother, we're, we all are. It just, uh, since my, my mom, I only sp- spoke Spanish with her. So I, uh, I don't really speak Spanish unless I, you know, say cuss words in Spanish or something. That's about <laughs> <laughs> well, let's don't do that today. But yeah, let no me let me just ask you for everybody that's out there. Um, you guys started this band. Um, how long ago? I mean, it's been a long time. You guys have been playing together for lots. Yeah, of years. we're like we're like the Mexican bad company. Like we're been, we're classic rock. Uh, we we basically started in ninety five, ninety three or four. I want to say we, uh, we we moved to Austin and we. Um, we were a product of South by Southwest. We came here and we got signed to TVT Records out of New York. Uh, and TVT Records, if you remember, remember back in the day uh, when you went to Walmart or Target, 
and you see the TV tunes. Remember how they were compiling oh, all yeah. the contracts? So this this fellow that compiled this stuff made millions of dollars off those comp, you know TV tune compilations, and ultimately went and signed a bunch of bands up. Nine Inch Nails being one of them, and you know numerous acts. Uh, um, but he signed us at South by Southwest, and from that we gained a lot of uh, national exposure. We had a, a top forty hit with uh, our song "Just Another Day." With that interest and traction, uh, Sony came knocking on our door. Emilio Estefan of the you know of the uh, Miami Sound Machine, of course, and a huge Latin producer produced all the big Latin artists uh, during the Latin explosion. Uh, during the Y2K era. Well, you know, Emilio's wife was, is obviously Blair an extremely Blair. known singer. And here's yeah. a little known fact. Um, years ago in the 90s, I, you know, my hair used to be black. And that's, you know, that's, <laughs> only my hairdresser knows what my real color is, obviously. But <laughs> um, I was on an airplane. I happened to be flying first class and I was dating a, a, a professional tennis player at the time. And I guess people just don't know the real history behind it. And I had to sign her autograph for someone because they just would not accept that I wasn't who she was. <laughs> That's great. And let me tell you the worst of it. I misspelled their name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're like, okay, it's not you. <laughs> you can't even spell your name. Yeah, they probably didn't figure it out until somebody else showed, you know, told them. That's yeah. not even how she spells her name. Yeah. So you That's got it. signed um, with these labels, and what happened? Um, it was really cool. We had a good run. Um, Michael Barbiero, who produced Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses and Blues Traveler and, you know, numerous acts, all the big rock acts, Tesla, and uh, just he was a hot producer at the, during that time, and he did our record, and we spent – way too much money making it <laughs> somewhere. That, that's always how it was back then. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, it, you know, very over budgeted record. I think, I think it tapped in around $400,000, which is oh. absurd, which nobody makes records. You shouldn't be making records for that much money anymore. But back in the day, that's what they did. Um, so we made a record, had a great run. We're on Sony, went on tour, got to open up for all our heroes, Aerosmith, Stone Temple Pilots, you name it, everybody. Blue Black Crows, Blues Traveler, just list goes on. Matchbox Twenty uh, had a great run, and um, I think somewhere, and I don't, want, I don't want to blame it on nine eleven, but it was, a lot of stuff changed because if you remember, we were, um, you know, we were all. I think the world kind of froze, kind of like it has in this past couple of years. But the world froze for about six months. Everybody was glued to their TV trying to figure out what happened. Um, nobody was. You know, and touring a lot, and we had to stay home and kind of regroup. And then Sony, they actually their building actually got some damage because they they're in that that sector, right? Yeah, uh, so they had to shut that thing down. So I think I don't want to blame it on nine eleven, but like six months, they were like, okay, we got to shut down. We'll talk to everybody when we come back. That so that was six months later, and when they came back, they were like, okay, we have to we got to cut the bleeding on some of the stuff. So anybody that wasn't like a platinum selling or gold had a gold record. Which is and I don't want to say it was, that was a standard, but if we were still artist development. And uh, so they had to, you know, they basically had to drop or cut, cut away. And they even cut like fuel who, you know, the band fuel who had. Yeah. Many lots on the radio. Yeah. Fuel had a gold record and they, they dropped them. So, I mean, they kept more like their destiny childs and their Bruce Springsteen's. I mean, obviously they're not going to drop Bruce Springsteen. So like, they kept all their big, uh, their big name acts, and uh, but it was cool for us because, like, by then we'd amassed a, a huge global fan base, and 
and we found out real quick soon after that mark Proct uh, was our manager who was legendary manager he uh of course, is known for managing the you know, Steve Ray Vaughan, Fabulous Thunderbird, Storyville, Archangels. I mean, he's a – but uh, we started a label together, which is VMG, which is still our label now to this day. And we learned real quick how much money Sony was taking from us <laughs> because um, we put out our album and sold, you know, in the neighborhood of by, – by indie standards, you know, we sold somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty to 50,000 albums. By by indie standards, that's great. By major label standards, that's that's not anything for them. But yeah, but if you're putting it out, you probably got a whole lot more money than if you sold I mean, ten you times no, that with the label. Yeah, you have no middleman. We made. I mean, yeah, we 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 cleared six figures in the first month it was out. So like, and when we were in Sony, like, I didn't. They never. We never saw a dime there. And I'm not talking crap about them. It's just no. It's just I get it. Work, well, when you, you know? spend four hundred grand on making the record, I mean, and then you know you tap on top of that all the expenses well, but, that they're telling you you have to pay before you get any money. Yeah. It's and I, if you know you we know this, but anybody that's out there listening, the label you you have to pay back all that goes against your royalties of what you make, the income that comes in from record sales. That that little tab that you racked up, that you have to pay that. They want you to pay that back first before you see any money. So, anyway, I, I just in hindsight, I call it the, a really cool loan because even like a Bank of America will make you pay that back. Like, but once the label drops you, you don't have to pay. You, you're you're basically re- relieved of all your debt. So, I think we were seven hundred grand in in debt, and when when you get dropped, you basically just are relieved of it. So, I was like, well, that's. I guess we had a cool loan, and but but Did it you, wasn't. And you got to keep the record. No, we don't get to keep the record. But yeah. that was twenty years ago. In twenty years, you get the record back. So we are literally on year nineteen. So next year, we get our masters back. Oh my gosh! Well, I can't wait for that, AJ. Yeah. That's awesome. And so we, Vallejo has, you know, that, that was in twenty. That that was almost twenty was, years ago. So yeah. Since then, we put out. Uh, we're already on our 16th album, so we own all the masters and own all the, all our records except those two Sony records. So once we get those back, we'll we will have uh, we'll be owning all of our masters from our whole catalog, which is really cool. And I'm going to play the song um, "Eyes of Texas" with my friend Ray Benson from "Asleep at the Wheel," and we've yeah. had Ray on the show. He's such a fun cat, isn't He's he? Hilarious, hilarious. We had so much fun making that song. Um, you know, we went into his studio, Bismo Studios, and we didn't have a clue what we were going to do. I, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted it to sound like. Of course, I wanted to sound like old Sleep at the Wheel. I was like, we got to do a Sleep at the Wheel meets Vallejo, mishmash, you know, mashup. And he was like, sounds good to me. What? And, and, you know, it was simple. as was like, what key are we going to do this in? So we played around some keys. And then, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And two hours later, we had that we had this song. Well, it's fantastic, and I'm going to play it right now for our audience. If you're just tuning in, we're with AJ Viejo. Is that right? Yeah, Vallejo. Vallejo. Va- there you go. Va- <laughs> Vallejo. <laughs> I'm not very good at Spanish. Well, AJ Vallejo is good, too. And um, and when we come back, I want to talk some more about what you're doing and also the production stuff that you're doing, because I think it's phenomenal. And I think you've got your guitar there, I see, so I'm pretty yeah. sure you might pull it out and, and play a song for us, too. Yeah, so. Happy happy. All right, here we go. Eyes of Texas with Vallejo. We'll be right back.
So we're back with AJ talking about all of the things that this guy's doing. And I, I, I knew I had to get you on the show because I want people to realize that you can be in the music business and not just play music. Not just, yeah. you know, be on stage, but there's so much entailed to, to getting in the business. And you've certainly found your lane in a lot of different ways. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I had the fortune of being a, becoming a dad somewhere along that, that journey. And uh, it's different because when, you, when, you're, when you're just kind of a bachelor on your own, all you care about is if you can get, get to the next meal or, or, you know, the next you know, whatever beer, make sure, you have a hump, make sure you have a bed. To yeah, as long as you got a roof, you know, but, uh, when you start, you know, you start raising a family, you have to start thinking of how, and not that music wasn't lucrative enough. It was just definitely working with Emilio Estefan. He watching him cause he was much of that, of that, an entrepreneur. He has producer, he has his label and all that. He really inspired us. Me and my brothers, if we got anything, that's why that, that, you know, parting ways with them wasn't bittersweet to us because, we got a lot about out of it. We got to learn so much out of yeah, it. We learned so much. We got a global fan base. You know, he didn't make us pay back $700,000 and we learned how to be entrepreneurs. And we learned, we were like, we, we should try to do that as brothers. So uh, we came back and that's what we've done for the past 20 years is try to build a brand and try to build a lifestyle. That, well, uh, you have, and we'll talk yeah. about that. I know one of your brothers, does he, does he still run the school of rock there? In Austin? Yes, yes. My, bro- my twin brother, Alex runs the school of rock. He also run, uh, is the production director for uh, EPS, which does, we have a new soccer team here in Austin and uh, they run all the events that happen there at the soccer team as well. We have a festival here called blues on the green and he, he's the director of that. So um, as well as he's the, uh, he's the leading director for uh, the Latin uh, he's the Latin uh, representative for the, the division for city council and all that. So, uh, you know, he does, he does so much for the Latin community here in Austin, uh, as far as getting trying to, uh, is he you know, friends with Steve, the mayor? Yeah, he is. Yeah, we been, just yeah. saw, we were just with my husband and I were just with Steve in DC yeah. last week. So, yeah. So, you know, it's all about, you know, and you, you guys know full well, um, you know, there's funds and stuff like that. City, uh, city funds and state funds and, it's uh, tough sometimes to get certain funds allocated to uh, certain groups. And my brother Alex is uh, the, the An advocate for getting them to musicians and to needy yeah. places. Yeah, That's to musicians and to, to the, of course, to the Latin community, but not only the Latin community, you know, just, uh, you know, more of a minority uh, that kind of gets sometimes overlooked or on stuff like that. So yeah, my brother's doing great stuff. He, he keeps going the way he's going. He's going to be the mayor and, here five years <laughs> he's doing really well and then my brother omar has 512 studios and he has a 512 studios live which is a show on cw so the three brothers we all have our hands in a lot of stuff here so and because we love austin we all we want you know we want to be a part of you know if we can make austin a cooler place to be and uh make music and make art and it sounds like they're already doing that <laughs> yeah we're all for it yeah so, so um, I noticed on your shirt, you've got a shirt that says Brody Lane, Hot Dirt Music. Tell me about that. Yeah, so that's my band, uh, Brody Lane, that we've been together for about almost a year and a half, two years. When the, what Basically, the, 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 the span of the, the pandemic, um, you know, you know that for everybody knows, and it's an artist, you know, that time they told everybody to go home and for just two or three months and like, we'll make, we'll, we'll sit it out and uh they shut everything down and they shut of course venues and concerts and festivals down. So we couldn't like really play. So I turned my garage into 
a lounge. It's a whiskey lounge, and I, I fashion it. It has a grand piano in there and blackjack table, and we built a full bar. It's a fully stocked bar. We have a stage in there. It's a huge garage, and we started to kind of turn it into a speakeasy and turn it into uh, people would come over, jam, and Bree Bagwell, Mark McKinney, Cody Canna, all my friends, everybody that lives around this area. And um, from that came this band, my, my buddies, and we all live – Brody Lane is a street we all live on. It's a long 10-mile street, and uh, we all live off of Brody Lane, so all my drinking buddies would come over, and we just started playing music and playing cards and you know, watch uh, cool – documentaries on music and stuff and just sit around and just because you know everything was shut down and it sounds crazy in hindsight to kind of there was a time when you couldn't be in big groups bigger than 10 so like we would always we would have more than 10 people in that garage but like you know maybe 12 you know like but uh it was <laughs> whatever really, yeah, it was really cool yeah right it was really cool um it was a very cool and place breeding ground for to keep the art and keep ourselves uh kind of just keeping the music going without Listen, i i yeah. i agree with that and i think probably one of the things that i love the most about texas artists and i don't know that i i probably know it more now because i get to know everybody and because yeah. i've got the guitar sanctuary but i love the fact that everybody likes to cooperate with one another and and you know do just do life together and do music together and there's not so much of a competitive edge out there yeah you know and that's what it was it was just a kind of a camaraderie i mean we kind of i love that i love that show daryl's house would uh yes where he does he invites people over to his house and jam yeah and, and you know we were streaming shows we, uh from from the whiskey lounge and uh we were playing concerts and even making money and and uh, letting other artists come here to make uh money because they needed it and you know, even we did, uh, you know, whatever we could and from that came Brody Lane. And then we were like, what do we call the band? Cause we didn't really have a name. And then I was doing a radio interview and I was literally sitting in front of like the red light and it said Brody Lane. The guy was like, what's the name of your little new band? I go, Brody Lane. Just like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> and it kind of rolled off the tongue good. So I was like, I went back to, I went back in the, the whiskey lounge and my band was there and I was like, we're called Brody Lane because I just did an interview and, and, and I and, saw that. <laughs> yeah, and I told them that we're called Brody Lane. So we're Brody Lane now. But, um, so that, yeah, that's kind that of, that's phenomenal. That. I love that. Well, um, you guys just released a single called come home to you. Yes, that's right. Um, and it was, it's really cool. And, um, well, I'm gonna play day. it. I want to play it. I want to tell people about it. So I'm, we're gonna just do it. Call an audible here. And at the end of this, uh, in, at the end of this sex section, I want to play. Um, Come home to you. Tell yeah. me. Uh, so are all of you guys writing and participating? Tell me what's going on with that. Um, we're we're, uh, we're all writing. We have a new album actually because um, our first debut album came out last year, and it's called Hot Dirt. It's called Hot Dirt Music. Um, and uh, we had a, a lot of fun making that. Uh, and also we started playing and the world opened up a little bit. We started getting out and touring a little bit. And the, the crowds have been great. The receptions have been great. So, but since we were, we have this whiskey lounge and I have this studio, so you can't really see it, but I have a snake that it pipes in over into the ceiling, into that place. So we, we can, we can record. actually record from in there. We can record our, we were recording our rehearsals, recording everything. So from that, we made an out. We, next thing you know, we had another album. So, um, so that, that's, wow. uh, now we have a new album. It's out, uh, it's already done. It went to mastering today. It's called pain is gold. I don't know why that title st stuck with me, but it did. 
And uh, yeah, so that's the, the new record we're going to be putting out and finishing right now. But uh, right now we have that our single "Come Home to You," which uh, is uh, just went to radio Monday, and you're like one of the first people to play it. Yeah, I'm going to play it this weekend. This is perfect. Yeah. So um, your your brothers are all doing uh, other things, obviously, but they're all doing something that's, you know, in, involved in art and music. What got you into music from the first from the get go? Because um, um, I think that, that's a good question, because and I've, and I've been asked that before. And I'm, I'm trying to think how because there's of course we can easily all say we love love music but my dad when he my mom my mom's of guatemalan descent and my dad's mexican-american but they love the tijuana brass and they for some reason they had this crazy dream that they wanted us to be the next tijuana brass so they bought us my dad got a deal on three trumpets so he brings, <laughs> he brings home three trumpets and we were like oh man that's not cool like you know like he's like i paid for these trumpets y'all are gonna play them and you know and then and we you know of course we with has we met with hesitation but the cool thing he said was listen i already paid for him just learn how to learn how to read music and then you can do whatever you want after that just do me the favor of just learning how to read music so we of course joined band and we, we joined every band that was a then once we got into it we loved it uh we joined every band that the high school program offered i mean jazz band marching band symphonic band pet band we were in every band we were the we were the pity a bit band nerds but not so much like we weren't nerdy we just because you know but we uh we loved the music so much and then of course we went to high school and you know discovered led zeppelin and the doors and santana and you know all this great music that was coming out leonard skinner almond brothers and we were like hey let's start a band so we started a band and we played down in the basement, and then we learned how to. When did you figure out you could sing? Oh, that's that's a funny story too. I am the what a lot of people. Everybody just thinks that I'm the singer of Vallejo. I'm the sixth lead singer of Vallejo. We had, went through five singers um, over a course of probably three years. I, I, one time, I think we we were playing a lot of hard rock, so we were noticed a lot of guy. A lot of males were coming to our show, so we were like, "Man, we got to get chicks into our show." So we got the football player of our high school to be the singer, and he wasn't that great, but he sounded <laughs> kind of like Huey Lewis. And we were like, "But you know what? He like all the chicks came. All of a sudden, we had all the chicks. So once we got the chicks, I know this is probably not cool, but like we kicked him out, and then we got cause we got some really cool <laughs> blue-eyed kid named Buzz Russell, who like everybody just like all the girls would scream. He had blue eyes and blonde hair and. And he was like a young Vince Neal and all the girls would go crazy for him. So he sang for us. And then he stopped showing up to practice because he was just kind of a wishy-washy guy. But so I would have to sing when, when these singers didn't show up to rehearsal. I, I was like the stunt vocal guy. So I, I would sing the songs to get them through, through the, you know, to get us through the songs. And then finally, uh, we had a bunch of gigs and he didn't show up for some, for some reason. So you were stuck doing it. <laughs> My brothers were like, here's, here's, here was their reasoning for why I should sing. You're the oldest. They're like, I'm like, why should I sing? Y'all, y'all, make, y'all can sing. Well, you have a twin. So obviously, yeah, yeah. That, I was like, older. <laughs> that was their reasoning. That, that's, that's how I got stuck singing. They're like, you're the oldest. You're singing. I was like, who made that? I mean, how's that? What does that have to do with choosing me a singer? But, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So here we are 20 years later. We're still, I said, I'll sing until. 
we get another singer, but I'm not going to be the singer. So we're 20 years later, we're still waiting for that singer. Well, I want to play, I'm going to play Brody Lane's um, Come Home to You since you guys just released it. And I'd love to share it with our listening audience. And it just shows another side of you. And and, and of course, when we come back, we're going to talk about another, another thing that you're doing as well. So you guys just tuned in. I'm in, I'm in the studio right now with AJ Vallejo and he's got Vallejo the band he's got um, Brody Lane and we come back we're going to talk about Love and Chaos another thing that you're doing and as well as being a producer this guy has got it all going on and if you want to know what it's like to actually be in the music business you need to call him and find out because he's (laughs) doing it right so um, you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music Music, you know, right here with Maylee Thomas and my guest, AJ Vallejo. We're going to play Brody Lane's Come Home to Texas, and we'll be right back. Five. 
Well, we're back with the hardest working guy in the music business in Texas, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Jay, I mean, dude, seriously, I mean, what don't you do? Um, but I, you know, I got to know you because I um, was turned on to another uh, band that you're doing called Love and Chaos with Kendall mm-hmm. Beard. And yeah. we're going to have Kendall on here pretty soon. So um, we'll have her play a lot of that music. But you, um, you, you know, just find these artists and you end up doing these collaborations. I know that uh, I'm yeah. going to play a song at the end of this segment that you did with my good friend, Monty Montgomery. Yeah, it's called Foot Stomp. Um, you said you had a funny story. Tell me. Yeah, um, actually, we, Bruce, our guitar player, he's my guitar player, brother Lane and Vallejo, he's kind of like been any band that I've ever started since we were in high school. He's like, I'm in that band, right? Like, he's like my Ron Wood. So, like, right. He, uh, so, he, we started kind of just doing like a hoedown kind of, because you see, and you, when you hear the track, you hear the, the you kind of, the literal foot stomp with the, with the knee slapping and everything. So, we started doing that, and Bruce started, he came up with the riff, and then, um, and then I, then I said, man, why? We were talking about who could be on it or what guitar player could be on it. And then we we played with Monty Montgomery at the Hard Rock Cafe in Dallas. And he, I mean, I'm not, if I'm lying, I'm dying. He literally kicks into the same beat and it's set and starts playing it. And it's almost like he played a, another variation of the same riff that Bruce, Bruce had written. And ne- they've never heard, these guys had never heard the same thing. We were sitting there like going, I'm sitting there going like, and Monty's like, why, why do you have your hands out like that in your room? I was like, cause you're literally playing this song. Like it's like, so it was almost like meant to be it was meant to be. Yeah. So he comes in and plays a track and he's almost, he was kind of like, man, it's almost like song, my song. And it's also, it's, so he, we basically morphed his idea that was exactly the same as this one and made it. And, uh, at the behest of my uncle Jerry, he's not with us anymore, but, he was like, that song, we just made it for fun, really. We didn't know we were going to release it. We made it for fun and put it on a, a CD or something, and my somehow my Uncle Jerry got a hold of it. And we, we didn't even think twice about it. We, I, I, we put it, you know, we for, we've written many songs, we forget about them, but um, he's the one that said, man, that Foot Stomp song, y'all got to release that. That's that's the best thing y'all have ever done. I was like, okay, I don't know about the best thing, because, I mean, I was, we, we all want to think we write, you know, better stuff. <laughs> Nope, you got to put that one out. So uh, when he he passed away, as a dedication to him, we we uh, we released it, and of course, it's got money on it. So I think the, I think the world needed to hear it. You know, absolutely, I love it, and you know what? It's it's the, it's the perfect name because it does make you just want to foot stomp. Yeah, and who doesn't like to do that? So yeah, yeah. I, I heard that, and of course, I'm a big fan of Monty Montgomery. We've had him many times at our at our place here, and he's good friends with one of my best friends, which is Andy Timmons. And so we've done um, a lot of shows and he's actually had me up to sing with them. I think he's a dear, dear soul and very yeah, talented. In, absolutely. In he's he's mate. We love the guy. And we, we're, we're just old friends and we've, we've, you know, been friends for years and toured together. And and, he, and plus, I mean, his fiance is a knockout. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cindy yeah. Crawford. Oh, yeah, right. you know, um, and then at the end of the track, you'll hear a, uh, you'll hear some female, a female choir. And I don't know how, I, I think they were, I was, I think I was recording Natalie Zoe's record, but that that's LZ love Natalie Zoe and the Sanders sisters who are all like legendary here. Um, I, I think I was doing a record with Natalie and they were all in here just hanging out and they were like, Oh, we got to get on that. So 
I was like, all right, go in the booth. And so at the end, you hear this wonderful soul choir. And it's yeah, the, I was wondering who love, that was. Zoe and the Sanders sisters, which is like to get all, one of them in the studio is awesome. But to have all three of them in the studio to do that was, uh, you know, it was, it was just very magical. And that, that, you know, that's a great, just real proud of that recording. That's so. killer. I love it. I love it. Well, grab that guitar over there. Yeah. Come on and play something for me, AJ. Yeah. And now I can play it. Uh, I don't have to play anything loud. So this song right here was our first Brody Lane single, and it did actually really well on radio. And um, I wrote it about my girl Casey, my, my baby mama. That's she rolls her eyes when I say that. But um, during the during the pandemic, you know, you, you find yourself kind of stuck with uh, whoever you're living with, and uh, you kind of want to you you find out real quick if they're cool or not. And you know, thank God she was super cool, and because uh, I had friends that were like had people that they were stuck with that weren't cool. Um, well, but- I'll tell you what, after, you know, my husband and I have been together for 30 years and he'll tell you that that, that that was at year 29 and we got stuck together for every single day. We didn't realize. How did y'all fare? Y'all do okay? We actually, we actually do love each other. I mean, it's yeah. like crazy yeah. how we can still still be together and not murder one another. <laughs> yeah, because you, you're still, when you're stuck in that house, you can't go anywhere. That's because you know, before the pandemic, you had, if you had to get out and kind of detox or go, go just get away from everybody, you know, I love you, but I'm going to go, I'm gonna just go hang out with my buddies and uh, yeah. you can do that, but not for a while you couldn't, but, uh, this song's called Stuck With You and it's, uh, it's, it's about my girl Casey. All right. Come on and sing it. Yeah. Crazy how one year makes a difference Never knew it would come to this Ride in the nest and stay home in distance Scared of the moments we may miss But things they happen for a reason Even if we don't understand Days and weeks they turn to seasons Maybe it's all part of God's plan But something I noticed during this time I can't help but recognize How did I get someone so cool? Lucky that I got stuck with you Baby, you get me Don't ever sweat me Know that we're trying to make it through Mama, you're such an inspiration You should be running this whole nation Baby, I know this much is true Thanking God every day that I'm stuck with you Know that I make dumb jokes about it Like what you got going on today Where's my breakfast? On my boot shine Roll your eyes and walk away But I thank God every morning Thanking God that we're okay I should have come running down the hallway Wide awake for a new day Friends ask if I'm doing alright I tell them these words every time How did I get someone so cool? Lucky that I got stuck with you Baby, you get me Don't ever sweat me Know that we're trying to make it through Mama, you're such an inspiration You should be running this whole nation Baby, I know this much is true Thinking God every day that I'm stuck with you House of love ain't nothing grand, but this house of love is our homeland. Mommy, you never ask for nothing. Give every moment that you can. I want to say thank you for your patience. You make this crazy world all right. Yeah. How did I 
get someone so cool? Lucky that I got stuck with you. Baby, you get me. Don't ever sweat me. Know that we're trying to make it through. Mama, you're such an inspiration. You should be running this whole nation. Baby, I know this much is true. Thinking God every day that I'm stuck with you. Mm-mm. Stuck with you. Yeah. Nice. Well, I love it that you made it positive that you're stuck with somebody. That's right. <laughs> I love it. It's a love song. See, oh, it is a love song. Oh, God, I'm stuck. Yeah, but it's it a- is a beautiful love song. And you're a beautiful soul, AJ. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I yeah, really look forward to getting to know you and having you guys here and yeah, and, sure. and me coming there and just being a part of all this yeah, you'll wonderful love stuff yeah. that you're doing. I yeah. do want to do that. So sure. tell everybody sure. in our listeners. I'll take you I'll take you to all the studio. I'll, I'll just, a day in the life of AJ. I'll just run you through the whole. Oh, yeah. I would love it. It would be so phenomenal. And one more time for our listeners audience if they want to get to know um the studio that you're at maybe maybe it's an artist out there that would like to send you their tracks and see about you producing them tell them where they can find you they can find me at 10xmusicgroup.com and um just right there's a contact there and i answer it all it's not some there's not some like <laughs> there's not a staff or anything it's it's all it's all us it's all we, you uh, it's all me um so, uh, well, and it looks like a beautiful place. I love the studio. I love the way it looks. And that's what I love about doing these, this show like we do, where used to be everybody had to come to the station. And now I get to go to you and it's a, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. And, and I'm yeah. just so glad I got to make your acquaintance. And I'm looking yeah. forward to getting to know time. you better, AJ. And for all our listening out, audience out there, AJ Viejo with Brody Lane, the Vieja, Vie, Viejos, and also Love and Chaos. He's got so so much going on. You're just a perfect example of somebody that really made their way in the music business. So we'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas. Kiss. 
Another group that uh, AJ is part of that's called Love and Chaos, Out of State, Out of Mind. And that girl singing with him is Kendall Beard. And so for those of you that follow the shows, I believe she was on American Idol and uh, or America's Got Talent, one of those. But uh, I can tell you this, they've got a great little thing going there, and they're both singers, songwriters. And so check them out, Love and Chaos. Well, it's the close of another show, and I love the fact that I am able to bring in a um, Latino-based band that does all kinds of other things, obviously, as you can tell. But what a great group of guys, and what a great guy AJ is. I really, really admire him for all that he does to keep himself, you know, relatable in the music scene. And uh, down in Austin, it sounds like he's doing some phenomenal things. So you guys check him out. If you see any of those bands playing around Brody Lane, or, um, you know, Vallejo or Love and Chaos, I say hit it because um, it's going to be a great show with him in there for sure. So I hope you guys are enjoying these shows like I am and just being able to discover new music and new talent. Um, Certainly those guys aren't new talent, but um, it's new projects. And again, I just love the fact that they're collaborating with other artists in Texas and putting out some great music. And we'll just continue to do that and ride the wave with everybody else of um, discovering great new acts right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. Once again, I want to say thanks to the Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and for Burris Injury Law making all of this possible every week. And I'm going to close the show today with a good dear friend of mine, Andy Timmons. If you guys don't know him and his music... It's amazing what all he's done, and it's a good friend of ours. He's getting ready to put out another solo record. Um, it's instrumental, but it's beautiful guitar work. You're going to love it. This is a song called Electric Truth, and he says that it was ba- basically inspired by, um, you know, the guitarist Al Mackey of Earth, Wind, and Fire. So here we go. I'm going to say goodbye to you guys. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And here's some electric truth from Andy Timmons, brand new. Mm-hmm.